On this episode, I'm talking about the religious freedom implications of a bill that was recently signed into law. It's called the so-called Respect for Marriage Act, and it was signed into law in December of 2022, and we're going to talk about what that means for religious freedom. You're not going to want to miss this, so let's get into it right now. This is Your Faith at Work, the show that helps you get your faith out of the church and into the world. God is on the move right now in the marketplace and culture through people just like you. You were created for influence and impact. Let's take your faith to the next level. Learn more at ryanshoward.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ryan S. Howard. Welcome back to Your Faith at Work. I'm Ryan Howard, and we've got quite a topic today. Now, I recently did an episode on this topic about the biblical case for marriage. It's episode 157, and it's called The Truth About Same-Sex Marriage, or So-Called Same-Sex Marriage, and it goes into some of the biblical case, which I'll touch a little bit on in this episode, but really, I want to talk about going forward now that this has actually been signed into law which is unbelievable. But with what's been happening, I suppose we shouldn't be that surprised. And in this episode, I really want to challenge you to think about, you know, are you ready to take a stand? Battle lines have been drawn. The Bible's clear. And the values of the Bible are under attack today. And for most people, perhaps there's not a lot of encounter Uh, There's not a lot of opportunities that they have where it's you have to choose between standing up for your faith or bowing the knee to something else. But, you know, we're having more and more of those opportunities as time goes on here. And uh, it's it's certainly happening in other areas of the world where daily people are having to make that choice. And here in the U.S., well, it's starting to cost something. It's starting to be a Christian. It's starting to cost a lot to actually publicly proclaim that you are serving Christ. Now, in this case, it's especially true for Christian-owned businesses, Christian nonprofits, other like social services, and we're going to get into some of that. And and this poses a, a serious threat for those organizations. But before we get into that, I want to take us to the book of Daniel, and just have a little reminder about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, if you remember, they were in Babylon, and that's where Daniel was, and where, you know, he was thrown in the lion's den, if you remember that, and in Daniel chapter 3 is where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, everybody was told to bow down to Nebuchadnezzar's golden image. And they didn't bow down. And how many people were there? Where there's hundreds of thousands of people there. It was the biggest city in the world at the time. And, you know, let's imagine a few hundred thousand people there. So imagine the biggest stadium that you can think of. Hundreds of thousands of people and everybody bowing down to this huge golden statue. And here we have three men standing there not bowing down saying, we're not going to do it. And you can just imagine the people around them saying, hey, come on, just bow just this one time. It's just, it's not a big deal. Just in your heart, don't do it in your heart. Just bow your knee and it's not a big deal. Just do it this one time. But they didn't. 
They didn't. And, you know, they were advisors to the king. So it's not like they were off in the corner able to do it in private and in secret. No. <laughs> and when they came after him, they said, it says here in Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 and to 28, but I'll just read the first few verses. It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, talking about being thrown in the furnace, if this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. So, they made it pretty clear who they're going to serve. And they're not going to have any little compromise. And you know, they made that decision long before that opportunity came. Now, the enemy comes to us with little things that we can compromise. And just a little, just a little, not a big deal. Nobody's going to really know. You know, you can take the big stand another time. Well, you know, we need to be faithful at all times and we need to be prepared. And so I want to just challenge you to really think about it. Really think ahead. Are you prepared? Is this a test? Is there going to be a test coming? You know, Nebuchadnezzar threw them in the furnace. He got even more angry with what they said. And he threw them in the furnace. And then it says there was one, there was four people in the furnace and one walking around was like the son of man. So Jesus there with them in the furnace. They came out and had to, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and he rose up and he pushed everybody to worship their God. When they came out, they weren't even singed. And, and so what, what would have happened now? They said that, you know, they had even if faith, even if he doesn't, even if God, God's able to do this, but even if he doesn't, doesn't matter. We're not bowing. We're not serving. And so I wonder if we can have that kind of faith. We should have that kind of faith. Now, all of this, God is in charge. God is in control. He knows what's going on. None of this took him by surprise. He knows what your business needs, what your nonprofit needs. He knows what your volunteer opportunities are. He knows what's going on around you. He knows what's going on in your work. He knows what's going on in your family. None of this took God by surprise. And, uh, you know, there are people who are, you know, the, this, this was passed with the help of Republican politicians, Republican leaders. And the platform, the Republican platform actually is very clear in where it stands on marriage. Republican platform, 66-page document written in 2016, reconfirmed in 2020. And this document makes it very clear that marriage and family is the foundation of society. It's the bedrock. It, it, and, it, and, it, and it's between one man and one woman. And it, it's, that's the way it's been. And it's very clear. And these Republican leaders, unfortunately, two from my state of Iowa, Ashley Henschen in in the House and Joni Ernst in the in the Senate, they they voted for this bill. Now in the House, it makes no sense. This was a maybe an image thing. I don't know. They didn't need the, any votes from Republicans in the House back in July 2022 when this passed there. And I actually reached out to Ashley Henschen's campaign. I heard back from their campaign manager management and said, 
they kind of explained to me, well, it's like a driver's license from another state, just recognizing the driver's license from another state. And I said, well, you know, you're assuming that it's a legit driver's license and that, that another state's not given a driver's license to a three-year-old. So you're accepting their definition of the of how they're doing this driver's license. Everybody gives driver's license 16. Maybe you get it at 14 if you get in a state where you get a permit, that sort of thing. So it's it, it is irrelevant. You're you're basically saying the government can redefine marriage. If you're saying that if you're voting for this, that's what you're saying, and that's that's not the values of that's not the biblical values. That's not the Republican platform. So voted against that. So she voted wrong. And Joni Ernst, I ran for the Iowa House of Representatives in 2020, and my campaign hosted Joni Ernst on her 99 county tour in Iowa. So we hosted her, me and another. Uh, candidate and we invited all the local candidates to come and i'm i'm ashamed like i just can't believe that she would vote for this this is such a a a no-brainer to not vote for this now this didn't have to pass they could have done a filibuster where they basically just prolong debate and delay it and prevent the the bill from going to a vote but they didn't they they only they needed 60 republicans but 12 of them in the in the senate voted for this, including Mitt Romney, no surprise there. And so this is just crazy. And so, but coming back to this, you know, there were three amendments that were proposed for this that would give additional protections. And so what? let's back up. What does this bill do? This bill repeals the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act, DOMA, that that legally defined marriage as being between one man and one woman, and it permitted states to not recognize same-sex using unions from other states. And so it repeals that. It overturns it. And this opens the door for just uh, litigation and attacks and all kinds of lawsuits and all kinds of problems. You know, there was a baker in, I think, Colorado that – didn't want to make a cake. Now he had a same sex couple that were customers and he made cakes for them. Made no problem, made birthday cakes, all kinds of stuff. But then they decided they wanted to to be married and or so-called married. And so they came to him, wanted a wedding cake, and he said, "Well, I I'm not going to celebrate that. I'm not going to use support that. You know, I hey, love you guys, lo- love you and uh want to serve you in any way that I can, but I can't, I can't participate in celebrating that. That's against my conscience. Well, they brought a lawsuit against him, but, and, and years you know later, you know, he ended up winning, but that's, and he gets sued again, gets sued again, gets sued again. And, and so it, they're coming after, you know, th- this couple could have easily went to any other bakery and gotten the cake that they wanted there. They, they would have done it, but that's not what this is about. This is about, uh, celebration acceptance celebration and you know we tolerate everybody and everything you know unless you have a biblical values you know then then we don't well we shouldn't be surprised that the truth is what is under attack so if we get back to this uh, you know this though the, the provisions would have protected nonprofits would have protected uh, more perfect protections for churches, uh, tax exempt status would have been protected. Uh, other things like faith based social services, like uh, adoption organ- agencies, and those sorts of things. But now it, it, those were all rejected. They couldn't even get those in there. Why? Because t- that's what this is about. 
That's what they want. They want to attack the family. They want to attack uh, marriage, true biblical marriage. But, you know, one of the things that I heard Ashley Hinson say, representative from Iowa in the U.S. House, was that, you know, this is settled law. So that's why she's going to vote for it, or one of the reasons. And I'm thinking, <laughs> it, wait a minute. If this is settled law, why are we, why are we passing a law <laughs> for, for this? I mean, it was not settled law. There was a, a case at the Supreme Court that ripped it out of the state's hands. But it was by it was by no means settled law, and so why would you why would you need a new law to like further settle settled law? It just that, that makes no sense. So, but none of this makes any sense unless you see it for what it is, and it's attack on religious freedom, and that's exactly what it is. Now, this is you know religious liberty rights of private individuals, of people working in government, of people working in education. It exposes them to this coercion from the federal government and opens them to threats of litigation and liability risk if they follow their views on marriage. And that's especially true for anybody working with the government or in education or any of these public sectors. But even in the private sector, you know, tax exempt status that's je- that's in jeopardy for any nonprofit that affirms marriage between one man and one woman it it also opens the door for a federal recognition of polygamous relationships that's coming we're we're seeing other things coming as well that I'm not even going to talk about uh what people are wanting and it further embeds this false definition of marriage into the American legal fabric. This, it's a false definition. Government didn't define marriage in the first place. Government can't redefine marriage. And so what can we do though? What can we do? Well, first of all, we can resolve to not knowingly compromise anything that we know is false. We can resolve to stand firm. Now, how you do that? Well, you need to be led by the Spirit. I'm not saying we need to be jerks and go out and be, uh, you know, having a, some sort of negative approach to it. Well, I don't know. What's God going to lead you to do? But we need to be close with the Lord, led by the Spirit, so we can do everything in love. It's not loving to lie to somebody. It's not loving to tell to encourage somebody that wants to drink a cup of poison that it's safe for them because they are offended by you telling him not to drink that is you know it's poison you shouldn't drink it if you can do what you want to do but that's not my recommendation and so it's the same thing here okay but now i don't it's not always going to be such an explicit thing but if you own a business or you're in a nonprofit or you know it may be time you got to draw the line what's it going to be what are you going to do if the day comes where it's do this or lose the tax exempt status or do this, or find a new business, or even bow to this image, or be thrown in the furnace. What are you going to do? Hey, it's just this one time. It's just this little thing. It'll be fine. Are you going to give in? Or are you going to stand firm for truth? Remember, nothing is arbitrary, and God has provision for everything that comes to you. And that provision for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not include a one-time bowing the knee to the golden image. So, are you prepared to not bow the knee to the golden image? We must be obedient 
and not compromising, standing strong for truth. And so if you do have these sorts of things, you can start to you know protect yourself by having policies in place and uh, different, uh, I would get legal counsel for this. Actually, this is just for educational purposes only, but you do need to make sure that your handbook, your employee handbooks are in place, that you have the right policy for, uh, you know, even a church. A church can can leave itself open to litigation by not having a clear, uh, maybe a moral uh behavior or you know certain views or that sort of thing where it's a part of working for that church it's a part of the requirement and or for that nonprofit organization or whatever it is because then you need to have protection and of course I got to clarify that our protection is ultimately from God and it's not in a bank account it's not in a legal paper it's not in a limited liability company it's not in any of that but you know we've got these kinds of tools at our disposal in this country in the natural realm. So we should use them. You know, of course that the spirit can lead us to, to not do that. I mean, I, I'm just giving general ideas here, but the bigger thing is to be under the umbrella inside God's will, under the umbrella of God's protection, God's blessings happen inside God's boundaries. And so we need to be ready to stand and we need to be really tuned in to his spirit. We need to be tuned in to what he is saying so that we can walk by the spirit. We can know how to handle a situation when it comes up like that. And we know what to do immediately in the moment. And we need to be walking in that deep intimacy with him so that we can do that. We need to be in his word. We need to be worshiping close with him. The times are coming. It's already here. And it's time for us to really dive in and 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 be closer with the Lord than ever before. And you know, that's the way to be anyway. That's what we're here for to have peace and joy and be filled with love and doing all these things out of a heart of love. And so that's what we need to be doing. We and, and God is there doing it with us and we are doing it for him, for his glory and to advance his kingdom. And so just to sort of wrap this up, you know, are you going to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Are you going to be willing to have a little bit of a hit on, uh, you know, somebody being offended or maybe insulted or bothered or a relationship change or whatever it is, you know, for you to have to stand for the truth. Now, again, how, what does that stand look like? Well, it depends what position you're in and, and how it comes up. It could be a simple thing of, yeah, you know, I don't support that. That's not, uh, and you can X, Y, Z and, and understand it. I'd encourage you to go listen to the other episode that I mentioned that gives some of the biblical case for that. But be ready. Be ready. This is the first of, I believe, many challenges that are going to be coming at us that it's it's really, it's really uh, separating the wheat from the chaff. It's separating those who are really for Christ and those who are, are just sort of, well, as long as it's comfortable. And th- I mean, this is nothing compared to what's happening in other countries like India and China and Iran and all these countries where where there's violent persecution against Christians. But we should be ready, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If we're the only three standing or the only one standing, if it's you and me, hey, praise God because God is the one we're doing it for. And we should be emboldened and just keep our eyes on him and what he wants us to do and just walking in obedience. 
And we should be excited about that because, you know, in Psalm 105, it says that Joseph was being tested. If you remember, Joseph was sold into slavery and then he was wrongly accused and thrown into prison. And then the day came where he was second in command over the known world at the time. And the Bible says, because he had that as a dream, two dreams came where everybody would be bowing to him, the moon and the stars and everything. And the time came where that happened. But in Psalm 105, it says, until that day came, he was being tested. Wow. And his character being developed. So that little opportunity, and it may not be about marriage. It may be about something else. But that little opportunity, maybe it's not so little. Maybe it's a big piece that God is using to test and to develop your character for the big thing that he has coming for you. All right. Well, I hope that blessed you and you will be ready to stand strong and to stand firm for truth in every aspect of life and work at home and in the culture. All right. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Head over to RyanSHoward.com to find more episodes and we'll see you in the next one. God bless. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and you can help spread the word by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with your friends. Visit RyanSHoward.com to learn more about living the intentional, influential, and impactful life you were created for.